What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sif Pop Podcast is recorded in front of a live internet audience. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, we're especially good at gesticulating, salivating, masticating, and expectorating. It's Sif Pop. No one does it like Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Sif Pop, streaming live on Mixler every Friday afternoon or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get those perks! Oh! <laughs> patrons get those perks. I'm Aaron Dicer from YourMovieFriend.com. I'm joined by Andrew Ormsby from Flick Freaks. Ahoy! And every week we'll be joined by a pop culture guru to chat about movies, television, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. And joining us today, it's our host emeritus. It's Danae Hughes! <laughs> I have Welcome returned. back. I am sitting in the seat. Yeah, you are. You got your seat back. So I have to tell you, mm-hmm. when I got into the studio today, I went to the guest seat, mm-hmm. and Aaron told me that that would make you uncomfortable. You've technically been on more Sif Pops than me, so <sighs> until then... Ooh, are you keeping gonna... track? I am. Uh, so when the shift happens... Uh, it's going to be episode 92, I think, is when, <laughs> I, when I will have been on more than I have not been on. So 12... Oh, wow. Is that 12 more? Is this episode 80 This is episode today? 80, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting there. You are going to... You're going to make it. We're Fingers gonna crossed. make it after all. I'm gonna have the uh, the chariots of fire song as I <laughs> run in on day, on episode 92. <laughs> yeah, nice, uh, Danae. It's great to have you back. Thanks. We oh, love having you, you on Sif Pop. You the real MVP. Oh, thanks, guys. Uh, if you listen to the other podcast on the Studio DNA Podcast Network, Shoe the Dough, that's, which you should. Uh, thank you, Andrew. I know you listen. Uh, Danae and I do that. Uh, Kind of weekly, depending on you know what's going on during the week. Well, this week you got sick. I did. I'm just coming off oh, being no. sick. You feeling so, any better? Yeah, no, I'm feeling great. I was okay. starting to feel it last week during Sif Pop, and then it kind of took me out for the early part of this week, and then uh, and then I've been feeling good yesterday and today. So my cinema sins bug that's been going around. Yeah, my fear is that you're on that post sick high, and like partway through the podcast today, you're just gonna <laughs> tank. <laughs> So, well, if that happens, guys, feel free to take over. Drink some OJ, bro. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. Are no, you drinking OJ? I am actually drinking orange juice. Okay. Good High call. pulp. We actually, oh, no. No, I love the pulp. We no. actually Ugh. hate oh, pulp. Wow. Yeah, we're going to agree on that, Andrew. Good. Yeah. Well, you won't High steal mine. High five. Um, One thing we're going to agree on today. Pulp free. <laughs> Uh, we, we opened the orange juice and we got it from the store and it was high pulp. And I swear it was just like pulp paste at the top. Like it was like, Ugh. you could have eaten it with a spoon. It was Ugh. amazing. Ugh. So much healthier. I'm surprised yes. you don't like pulp. No, I do. I do enjoy the health aspect of pulp, but it's the texture. Yeah. It's the, it's fuzzy. It's like drinking fuzz, but, I, <laughs> but I do like the tapioca drinks where there's like the big balls of tapioca. And I also like to drink chia seeds in my drinks sometimes. So some some textures sometimes. don't my, they don't bother me. But something about the long hairy like quality I of the pulp. I don't want chunks in like. my drinks. Yeah. Do you like tapioca pudding? Like, do you mind chunks in your pudding? Mm, don't remember ever having tapioca. That's just one of my favorites. I used to eat tapioca pudding all the time. Really? It's got the little fish eyes in it. Well, that sounds terrifying. That's the chia seeds, I think. Well, it's the tapioca. We just call them fish eyes because they're like the center. Have you ever like? Gone to the center of a fish eye. Oh yeah, it's just all the a time. Little... <laughs> oh, sorry, my dad was a fisherman. Actually, yeah. No, it's just it's like a little bouncy ball. Ever, it's a little uh, um, yeah, yeah. It's a little clear Ooh. bouncy ball. You Whenever... guys are serious right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah have you ever gutted a fish to like? Have you ever flayed your own fish to eat and stuff? No, man. Oh, <laughs> it's it's really good. Whenever no. I went to Alaska, we uh we uh, we went salmon fishing and then we uh we flayed the fish. But even if you fillet a fish, why poke around in the eyeball? Actually, the <laughs> The eye is like where the most nutrients are in a fish. Yeah. Okay. They're using like stews That's and stuff. Like where, and... Wait. Okay. So, you know, like the omegas that you get like from fish oil and stuff? A sure. lot of that comes from an eye, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but that's just the juicy part that comes in a pill later. <laughs> I'm imagining that you're like on the side of the lake or Bouncing wherever. fish eye on the ground. Yeah. Just this eyeball is awesome. And then sucking the juice out like some sort of barbarian. I must have been, uh, I must have been just a child and my dad was gutting fish and he was like, here's the inside of the fish eyeball. It's kind of like a bouncy ball. And I just played with it for a while. I just I remember that. <laughs> I like how Danae's in the minority on this one. I know. We <laughs> pretend like this is everybody's childhood. But my grandfather and my father are both fishermen. I never was exposed to eyeball fun. You should ask them. You should ask them about it. Like, yeah. Why didn't they let we're, me? We're not yeah. trying to. We're not trying to like prank you or anything. Yeah, yeah. You no, should... I believe you. Okay. I've just never experienced someone turning to me and be like, "Here, play with this thing's eyeball." <laughs> you know what I mean? That's yeah. just, no, just, I totally get I've it. I've only played with fish eyeballs. I can say that. Okay. Yeah, no other eyeballs. So yeah. it's just fish for you too, Aaron. Just fish okay. for me. Yeah. Well, no. I feel better about that then. <laughs> Good. We can move on. We don't run around snatching eyeballs out of animals and just bouncing their eyes to see how buoyant, bouncy they are, they are and yeah. filled with omega juices. Yeah. I, uh, I. This is why I love when Danae's on because so much great pop culture talk happens just <laughs> naturally. Sorry. No, no, no. Yeah. This is wonderful. Uh, we are going to have a fun time talking Beauty in the Beast today, the new update 2017 version. We're also going to sift sort the Disney princess movies. Which I'm f- super excited the about. The official sift pop ranking for the Disney princess movies will happen later this episode. So... Back when I was on the sift pop all the time, there was no sift sorting. <laughs> it's true. So is this a segment you guys have now where you just rank things? Yeah. Yeah. And the way we rank See what it, happens when I leave? No, no. When Here's the thing about it. We have to agree on an official list. <gasps> so it's not like we give our own personal list. We have to decide. The like, three of us have to come to an agreement. This is the worst. This is the second worst. 
all the way up to this is the best Worst Disney first. princess yep. movie. We have to all agree on an official list. That is terrifying. So we're going to get to that. First, though, Andrew kicks us off with some Do We Care? Every single week, I scour the internets to find what's going on in the entertainment world, and I pick three topics for us to discuss, and we decide whether we care or not. And if we care, we discuss it further. Number one, this is the big one for the week. Warner Brothers is thinking about rebooting the Matrix series. Do we care? Yes, absolutely. I, I care. totally care, yeah. What are they thinking? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Why? That's been the general response. I'm more of a wait and see guy, which I, you know, I've talked about before. I think this is a great topic when we're talking about Beauty and the Beast this week because yeah. it is a reboot. So I think it's, you know, kind of good to to chat about it. But I, I want to hear your guys' thoughts. Like, what are you scared of? I thought they did a really good job the first round. There was so much groundbreaking CGI that was used. You know, like I'm thinking about, of course, the gun shell scenes, all the fight scenes. Well, and, and it was, it was, it was, um, um, was all new too. And it yeah. was when the technology kind of came out where they did the 360 cameras, bullet time, where bullet they could time, go yeah. completely around uh, the characters, and there's so much that was really brand new. So groundbreaking to stuff, me, yeah. the Matrix is that as well as this interesting story. Yeah. So I would be curious if they could do the same thing again where they're doing groundbreaking things because that's what made the Matrix the Matrix. Yeah. yeah. What, what are your thoughts, Andrew? So I don't know if the Wachowski sisters are going to be doing this movie again, but uh, that's the only good movie they've made. So if they are the ones uh, helming it, then uh, hopefully they, uh, they learn from their mistakes on every other movie that they've directed. What I've heard is that they aren't going to be that okay. involved. Yeah. I've also heard more recently, and this is exciting to me because I actually agree with you guys. I don't, I don't necessarily see the point in remaking the same movie. Okay, are they rebooting or are they just revisiting? The I series? think they're, I think they're doing expanded universe. Okay, so, I think that's where they're going to go, and I love that. that I'm idea. okay with that. But I, I thought they idea. were like, no, we're going to tell Neo's story again, just yeah. better. I'm like, don't do that. Is that called? That's a that's a remake. That's a reboot. Uh, oh. Uh, no, it's, it's, a remake. it's a remake. Because Beauty, Beauty and the Beast, Beast is, is a remake, remake yes. right? Okay, yeah. okay. So a reboot guess... was where is like Spider Man was a reboot. They didn't remake the the original Spider Man. They rebooted the character in the series and said none of that other stuff exists. So I've always thought rebooting is like you're just going like another word for like remaking it. But I guess I've always what this is talking about. I've always called revisiting, mm-hmm. like going back to the universe. So. If that's what they're doing, I'm a little less hesitant. Yeah. Still not excited about it. I think the only reason I would want to go back into that universe, if it's not going to be a remake, which I hope it's not, would be how the humans have been like evolving in this new kind of world where the mm-hmm. machines get shut down and, yeah. you know, picking up kind of where you left off. That could be interesting. But I would hope that they would do one movie really well and see how it goes instead of... <laughs> yeah, just So here's the, the thing, now yeah. that I'm thinking about it, every, if they do this and it is a revisiting, it's going to have to be prequels. Why? Because well, they've kind of finished the story Spoiler two alert, three. The, uh, the Matrix is dissolved at the end right? of the third movie. Right. So if they do this, then everything's going to have to take place before Neo is ever but disconnected. What? But what if it was all Inception and really they they did... But it dreams was just within the dreams. Dreams within dreams. Yeah. And it was a machine within a machine and they really didn't do it. Fun fact. Ma- Matrixception. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know this or not about the Matrix. Neo is not the one. Did you know that? <gasps> what? Was it Trinity? No, Agent Smith was the one. <sighs> I guess I didn't. I guess Whoa. I never put that together. If you, this re- is common known Matrix lore. It's not. I don't know. Because Neo, a lot of when people... you spell it differently, 
is one. one. Yeah. That's what we've all been told. Yeah, but if you think about it, the Matrix is a man born inside who can change everything to the way he saw fit. Agent Smith was technically born in inside the, Matrix, the Matrix, and he could change the Matrix. Neo could just fly around and stuff. He couldn't remap it. Agent Smith could change people to look like him. He arranged it to where he saw fit. Because he went to the virus. He was like yeah. all virus in people. Mm. And uh, oh, if every single thing about the major, the one prophecy, Agent Smith fulfilled before Neo did. Whoa. Wow. So, Agent Smith, you the real MVP. Yeah. That kind of makes me want to watch those movies again. There's uh, there's some love in the chat for Speed Racer as one of the Chowski movies. And <sighs> I will back that up. I actually I really enjoy Speed like Racer. I did like Speed Racer. Uh, maybe because I didn't have... Like, Speed Racer, for me growing up, I was like, eh, it's a movie. Uh, I mean, no, it's a show. I uh-huh. didn't have a huge love for Speed Racer growing up. Was it a big part of your childhood watching that? Oh, no, my. not really. Oh, okay. I just liked the feel of it. Oh, okay. The feel of the movie I thought was really cool. The other one I would mention that I want to go back and revisit, in fact, I'm planning on doing it as soon as Cloud Atlas. Uh, I would love to see that again because I was so confused by that movie the first time. I don't time. have enough time in my life to rewatch that movie. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah. I'm so with you. That is true. All right. What else you got? Number two, the Star Trek Discovery has found its captain in Harry Potter and OA star Jason Isaacs. Oh. So did you guys know that there's going to be a new Star Wars uh Star Trek? Star Trek? Wait, did I say Star Wars? Apologies. Star Trek okay. has found a new captain. You, yes. you said Star Trek you said at Star first. Trek first, first. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. But yeah, Star Trek is coming out with a new show. <gasps> On what channel? Uh, I guess <laughs> How can gonna, I find it? Can I watch it now? Yeah, I guess it's going to be... I'm going in, to watch it. NBC, I'm pretty sure, or ABC. One that makes two. me nervous. I'd but, rather uh, see it on one of the sci-fi channels. I yeah. don't know why. But uh, it yeah, more... it's going to be Jason Isaacs, who uh, was in Harry Potter, and he was also in the OA. Yeah. And, Where are we uh, talking about the timeline for this? Do you know? Uh, I guess it's going to be Star Trek Discovery. I don't know. It must be early then. It must be like, you know, right after First Contact. Exactly. Yeah. Because the name of the ship is the Discovery. It's not the Enterprise. Hmm. So it's going to be very deep space, you know, boldly going where no man has gone before. A uh, really good cast. Uh, I, I can't remember every single person who is in it, but Jason Isaac is the big name. And then there's also a couple, one of the girls who plays Sasha in The Walking Dead. She's going to be in it as well. I'm excited. I think it's going to be really good because, as I don't know if you guys know, I'm kind of a Trekkie. More new-gen Trekkie than anything. Yeah. But uh, or next, gen, next I, gen. I don't know why I said new. Gen. I'm not on my game this morning. <laughs> it's all right, man. It's because yeah. you're not in your seat. I'm not in my seat, and I haven't. <laughs> I'm finished telling my, you, my caffeinated tea with a lot of honey. So, but are you? Are you? <laughs> we guys should excited just take like a, a two minute down pause and just yeah. let you just chug your well, drink. How do, do you guys feel about a new Star Trek? Danae obviously was excited. She was looking to watch it at this very second. She was going to abandon yeah. us to this podcast and. Go watch it right now. It well, supposedly does come out this year. I don't know when this year, but considering they just cast Jason Isaacs, I don't know if they just cast him or if they just announced it. So I, I will, they are keeping it all hush hush. I will watch it. I you know I'm not like super pumped about it, but I don't generally get super pumped about television. Okay. Um, I just you know I kind of go with it as I watch it. All right. So, but I'm interested enough to watch. Excellent. I wish they were doing like a Netflix type thing or something though. That would have been cool. Yeah. You know, drop it all at once. Yeah. Drop it all at once. That way you can kind of watch it, watch through it. I, I feel like it might not do well on sort of like an NBC type thing. Yeah. Speaking of Netflix and dropping it all at once, I'll probably be talking about this next week. Uh, Iron Fist came out this I've morning. I've heard bad things. Have you? Yeah. I haven't watched this. I just saw, thing. I just saw like a tweet storm yesterday from a critic that I, that I like that said, um, don't watch it. Well, I'm, I'm going to watch it. But, uh... <laughs> Andrew, he said, don't. Oh, fine. 
All right. We are for the third and yeah. final one. Hit us. I have to remind you guys. This or not remind you. This is sad. It's very sad, but it's so like a crazy headline that I could not talk about it. Okay. okay. All right. Former Power Rangers star Ricardo Medina Jr. has pleaded guilty to killing his roommate with a sword. <sighs> what? Yeah. What? Like the original Power Rangers TV show? Power Rangers Samurai. Yeah, I think it was one of the follow-up, you know, because there's been, like, Power Rangers so been wait, going on. He played a samurai character on a TV show and, and then, then literally killed... murdered somebody with a sword? Yes. With a samurai sword, I'm pretty sure. Wow. I think he was I don't know anything about this, seriously. but I think you're right today. Him and yeah. his roommate got into a heated argument. It became physical to the point where Ricardo picked up a sword and... Uh, stabbed his roommate with it and killed him. Oh my goodness! He pleaded guilty, and this well, was good. back in 2015. Whoa! But the court case was just recent, and he pleaded guilty. Don't play with swords, okay? They're dangerous. Yeah. Also, just don't don't stab people because you're having an argument. Yeah. That's probably more the yeah. important. You think highlight. this stuff is common knowledge, but don't stab. It's roommates. crazy what people get upset about and they get violent over it. Roommates, I man. I can't... That's why I live alone. <laughs> I, uh, one of my one of my college friends tells a story of waking up in the middle of the night with his roommate standing over him with a knife. Whoa! Just like, and he said he was just joking around, playing with him, you know, just messing with his brain or whatever. Did he I'm ask like, him to move out? <laughs> I don't think so. I think they stayed roommates. I would. But, I think I would ask them so, to move okay. out. So and or a, I would just move out. It, it, it was mean, joking, like kidding around. It it's was what he said. Yeah. Okay. But they Ow. weren't great friends or anything. That's not funny. They were like, you know, I could see like one of my friends I've been like friends with forever, like best friend. I could see Maybe. myself doing like, you know, just joking around. But uh, no. a roommate that you say you're not best friends with. I, you would feel like something's a little unhinged. Like, that's just not something you do. Yeah, that's that's, like, that's some... a weird part of dark humor realm. That's like, right. Hey, so, so you're this roommate. You're like, yeah, you know what? You know what I think is kind of funny right now? Let's see, it's midnight. There's a knife over there. I think I'm just going to go grab it and stand over my roommate and wait till he wakes up. That is not funny. No. But you're so, you don't, when you're, like, okay, it's been a while, right, since any of us have, have been, like, that age in college. Like, your yeah. brain is still, like, weird at that time. Like, I didn't know half the things my roommate was doing. Like, I just, like, for instance, I'll I just thought my roommate really liked candles, but turns out he was, like, smoking pot all through college, and I had no idea. <laughs> Wow. I was like, oh, that's an interesting looking candle. And then later on. Oh, wow. I thought you meant that he bought candles to uh, hide the scent. That of the too. Weed. That too. I thought you meant that you couldn't tell the difference between a bong and a candle. Dude, that's you're into candles. But yeah. that's different than no, standing know. over somebody with a weapon. You, such, I know. you lived such a sheltered life, Aaron. I did. No, that's true. That's fair enough. <laughs> a sheltered that's life. Fair enough. It's, it's adorable sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Super adorable. That's, that's going to wrap it up for Do We Care. All right. Uh, on to our movie for today. Get ready. It's Beauty and the Beast. My dear Belle, you're so ahead of your time. This is a small village. You are the most gorgeous thing I've ever seen. Nobody deserves it. And it's small-minded as well. But small also means safe. Beauty and the Beast, it's back. 2017 version of the 1991 animated Disney classic. Belle is played by Emma Watson. She's a bright, beautiful, and independent young woman taken prisoner by a beast, this time played by Dan Stevens. 
In a castle, despite her fear, she befriends the castle's enchanted staff and learns to look beyond the beast's hideous exterior, allowing her to recognize the kind heart and soul of the true prince that hides on the inside. Well, what do you think, guys? Like it, love it, it was okay, dislike it, or hated it for Beauty and the Beast? Before you answer, I already saw you guys going back and forth on Facebook, so I know one of you loved it, and one of you almost hated it, but neither of you know where I stand, so I'm relishing my opportunity right now. I I, I want you to go last on this. Absolutely. I'll go ahead and say I really did not like this movie. I'm going to go ahead and say I brought a knife with me. (laughs) (laughs) Because... Danae and I are apparently going to have words. <laughs> I really liked this movie. Would you say loved it? Yeah. Or would you say I, I really would say liked? loved it? I would okay. say loved it. I'm not saying that you're wrong for loving it. I'm super happy that you loved it. If you'll just go take a nap on the couch over here in the studio when you wake up, I'll be sitting over you with a knife. It's just, oh, no. I love that. Danae was talking before the show started about being nervous. I am because nervous. Because she's so afraid to be the only one. Who didn't? Are you nervous too, Andrew? Or are you just you're you're more willing to okay. own your Here, feelings? It's a win win for me. <laughs> it's <laughs> a win win. If you just if you did not like this movie, then you're on my side, and that's great. Uh huh. If you like the movie, that's great. You saw a movie you liked, and I'm happy for you. So Aww. it's a win win. That's true. So I love that's my attitude too. I I never get upset when somebody dislikes a movie I dislike. I want like every, it's great. I want every movie to be liked by people, you know, by someone because you spent time and money. On it, so I hope you were entertained. Okay, Aaron, it's time for your reveal. Uh, the reveal is I loved it. I had such well, a great time. Good. Um, I just yeah. saw you get nervous, Andrew. <laughs> no, I saw your face twitch. No. I'm watching you. <laughs> oh, oh God. <laughs> um, usually, we start by talking about the things we loved about it. You know, kind of the good stuff. But yeah. I think what I'd like to do instead is just kind of start this conversation with a conversation about something I saw you post, Andrew, which is that it's the definition of unnecessary. Yeah. Because I think that's your primary kind of issue with the movie. Is that is that overstating things? Here, Here's what I'll say. I'll just ta- I'll say this one con, and then we can kind of get back into pros and stuff later on. Every, 100% of this movie was done better in the original. 100%. One- Hundred percent of this movie. Well, was but one hundred percent of this movie wasn't in this the original. This movie has an extra forty minutes, and that for for me that forty minutes like there's brand new songs. Well, yeah, I guess yeah, you could yeah. Say, Hated every single one of those new songs. Oh, okay. They were bad for me. Okay. And actually, a lot of people in the audience in the theater I went to were like, I don't like these songs. I could hear people like that song was not good. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, it's not just me. It's not just me. But <laughs> uh, good. I'm not gonna get mobbed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, people, whenever I left the theater, were like, well, I wasted my life on that one. Really? I, I, I didn't hear a single person as I left, and I'm not just making this. A lot of people, I didn't hear a single person saying they liked the movie. Maybe they but, all like um, bad food. Um, so for me, I was like, okay. Uh, the I mean, that's a very a different experience than I had. Me too. Everybody really? was, yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Well, good. Was absolutely loved it. Um, but yeah, I, there were parts of this movie that were cringeworthy for me. Uh, I, I'll, I'll save all this for cons. I'll say, okay, well, so let's think, get back. I think part of that too, The re, like I felt like everybody at my showing really had a good time. I heard them talking about, you know, that. But I think there is also part of what we're both dealing with, which is a little bit of confirmation bias. When we feel something about something we notice when other people feel the same way we feel and i hope i wasn't tuning out all the people that like them. right same with me because there may have been people who didn't like it at the showing i was at i just didn't hear them yeah um but yeah i i totally understand what you're saying i do disagree with it by the way but i think well let's lay some ground rules here about spoilers because it's weird with a movie that's been out this long to talk about spoilers you know because it's basically a remake of the original new songs no, 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 no. I don't think that's a spoiler. Okay. I think we can talk in general about those things, but let's save the differences between the two movies sure. for spoiler talk. Because sure. those are the, the things you might 
be surprised by or excited by or or whatever. And I do think there are some differences. Oh, there certainly are that we can talk about in spoilers. And uh, yeah, and that's actually going to be something new, I guess, for this movie that we don't normally do because normally we could talk about that stuff in the original podcast. But uh, yeah, yeah, just save that. I do want to say that I went into this movie fully okay with hating it. Okay. You know, I didn't go in going, okay, I'm going to love it's this movie. It's Beauty and the Beast, so I have to love it kind in, of thing. And fact, I hope that people don't think that I went into this wanting to hate it. Right. I, I love the original Beauty, and I right. wanted this to be really good. Well, that's part of the reason probably why you dislike it so much is because you love the original so much. But and that's it wasn't, the reason that I think I like it. So, and, I, and I'm with so you. So how yeah. do you, you know, I think it's just an individual experience, you know, based on kind of what you, what you go in and, and experience. But like for me, whenever I was watching it, I really did not think I was going to enjoy it. I was nervous about it. And then ended up having a great time. And I think it's because of the nostalgia factor. That's that a big one. Let's start there, yeah. The nostalgia factor on this movie from the very beginning, it's, it does follow, you know, the original movie, um, the 1991 movie. Oh, well, the plot is basically the same. Yeah. And yeah. The, the music is, uh, a lot of it is the same. A lot of the storytelling elements, how they open the movie is the same. And from the first kind of notes of that mo- of the when they're talking about, you know, how this whole enchantment thing happened, I was like, all of a sudden, just, I'm in. Yeah. I'm so in. And then it was, but it was weird because it was musically in. But let me tell I'm going to tell you something interesting before we kind of keep going. This movie came out on my birthday in 1991. Oh, okay. So when my mom- when um we went to the theater i thought that this was gonna it was like a really special thing for me to watch this movie because it kind of feels important when a movie comes out on your birthday and you're 11 years old wasn't it like a thanksgiving release like a holiday release my birthday's on november 22nd that makes sense so um so we're going into this theater and i'm just like this this is a disney movie made for me and then you know bell being somebody who reads and she's quirky and she sees the beauty and everything. I really connected to that. So I have loved Beauty and the Beast for a very, very long time. So there was part of it was that. But I also, um, for me, the opening kind of sequence is also interesting because I loved the costuming and the um, the set. So I kind of felt like, oh, this isn't going to be like a cheap made for TV sort of thing. This is actually going to have some... The production value seemed to be through the roof. So, and I and I th- I thought that carried through the whole movie too. So I feel like there's there is the nostalgia part of it, but I I like that they I don't know they seem to really be honoring the story by yeah. their costuming and the sets and such. If if I were to say I went that back the, and forth on that the nostalgia you know wasn't a a major if not the major part of why I loved it, I'd be lying. That's right. It has so much to do with those songs, with already knowing the lyrics. Right. When they when they did the first um the the first bell song. Bonjour Bell. Bonjour. Mm-hmm. I, it the opening was just, sequence. <clears throat> at the beginning I was like, oh this is good. And by the end I was just euphoric. Right. Like oh, I was no. I was I absolutely yeah. oh, no. I was, by the end of that song, I, I was know. like, you can do anything now. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> I was like, in Yeah. It's it was such Not for you though. <laughs> I wrote down my first con is this film gets off to an incredibly bad start. The opening scene all the way through the Bonjour Bell song is cringeworthy bad. Wow, I loved it. Oh man, I thought it was so good. Okay, is that a performance thing for you? No. Okay, here's here's what I think. So a lot of the songs and the uh, performances in this movie, I think, were not better, but I don't think that they lended themselves to me in a live action setting. I thought that those were purely animated 
like the way that the songs were choreographed in the show, that whenever they translated it to live action, I didn't think that it worked at all. And going to the costumes, I went back and forth on costumes. Like whenever they did the opening scene, like and he's in the palace, and, and like, opulence, and, sort uh, of. and it was. I thought, man, wow, the uh, the costuming is great. But when they got to the town, everything was bright, vibranty colors. And I'm like, I don't like this. I liked it better when the town was you know, more bleak and gray and just, you know, beige, you know. It there was really bright. And I was like, this it's is- bright in the, I just watched the original this morning. I didn't think it was, was it? I yeah, that- it, it was. In fact, there were a couple moments and, and I, I, again, I don't want to give away because I really do want to talk about, you know, the differences. We have to talk about some stuff. Well, in general, in yeah. general, well, I'm just trying to not mention specific things. In general, I was surprised on revisiting how, how, bright and light the city was because there were a couple moments in watching the live action i was like oh that wasn't in the original and then like i'm watching the flower yeah yeah or something like, like that, that wasn't in the original and then i'm watching the original like oh that was a direct nod to the original you know so it was like it was interesting for me because i watched it this morning to uh, the original because so much of what i thought was different was the same and so much of what i thought was the same was actually really different hmm. so i would highly recommend a revisit after you watch this it, it really makes you not trust your own memory i have to tell you one of my favorite appearances of any of the characters mm-hmm. was Philippe, the horse. <laughs> Is that weird? It was a beautiful horse. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just had to throw that out there real quick. I no, just remembered great. it. Because, yeah. you know, like you're watching this and you're that The thing about watching a movie like this is you know, if you've watched the original, you know kind of the series of events that's going to happen. Yeah. So at some, So when Philippe shows up and, you know, dad gets onto the carriage you're like, okay, I know what's going to happen, and it was neat because you know in the mo- in the animated movie, Philippe like an animate a horse. Yeah, he he has a car- he has a personality. He has a, yeah, yeah. And yeah. In this one, you know, he's a horse. He's a horse. Yeah. But it was still like cool. That's Philippe the horse. <laughs> so that did was kind of fun. Did you think you were looking at the live action version of a celebrity? Yeah. From your childhood, <laughs> right? That's a horse. <laughs> that's Philippe. That's man. not just a horse. That's Philippe. Which I thought too, just to kind of talk about that, that the horse work in this movie was really really good. Yeah. Because um, there are you know some race scenes. There's some. The big Clydesdales. Or- yeah. It was, there was some really beautiful stuff there. So I do have two pros that I wrote down. Yeah, why don't you go with your pros? I thought that there were three performances in this movie that stood out to me as good. I'm curious to hear because I think I would I would uh, specifically mention three I thought that were amazing as well. Dan Stevens is a beast. I thought he did a good job. Yep. I thought Kevin Klein was actually a really good Maurice. Yes. But I think the best performance in this movie has to go to Josh Gad as... Uh, LeFou? yeah. I those those are not the three I was thinking, but really? now that you mentioned them, I'm like those are all great too. I loved LeFou. I thought yeah. LeFou was great. Le he was such a great comedic release. I thought Gaston was phenomenal. Gaston was, was okay. Fun. Luke Evans was so good. He I was thought, fun. I I guess it's because I went in thinking you'll never get Gaston right. You You'll can't just, nail you just Gaston. can't nail Gaston. And I was like, oh, he nailed Gaston. <laughs> he did a good job. I thought like, but compared to these others, I'm like, he was good, but I could have he could have done better. And the, his, the singing parts for him, I thought that really bad lip syncing because you could definitely tell he was not the one singing. I didn't notice. Really? I didn't notice either. Oh, it, was, it was pretty obvious for now, me. Wait, did you guys do 3D just real quick? No. Yes. I did 3D. I, oh, you did? Oh, okay. I did IMAX laser 3D. Oh. Which, the, by the way, the IMAX, the IMAX version of this is the entire movie. I saw 25% more movie than you guys did the entire way through. Oh, interesting. So I had stuff above and below what you saw oh. that I saw the entire movie. Oh, that's More cool. of yeah. Gaston's... Legs. <laughs> That's interesting. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> um, I was thinking more of Philippe's legs, but okay. I I agree with you on Lafu though, but I don't I don't think I had any other stuff. Yeah, I, Josh I really was loved... so funny. He was really funny. 
We haven't even talked about Emma Watson. Did we all just feel she was okay? No, she was incredibly miscast. Really? It's not, it's not her fault. I whenever whenever I looked at him, I was like, "That's not Belle. She's doing good, but she's not Belle." I was mixed on Emma, but my husband loved Emma. He thought really? that it was she was the perfect Belle. I thought I was, she was great. I was mixed on her. I thought she did a great job, but I did have that feeling like there could have been somebody that could have done that better. Yeah. Um, and there was one particular scene, and and it's on my main, likely my least favorite, where I was like, she just doesn't emote the same way as I feel like Belle would be emoting. Yeah. Does like, that make sense? Yeah, I mean, she she gave mm. her best. She did, she did a good job. I'm yeah. not. Was it not enough like joy? Not enough giddiness? No. Um, I yeah, think it was maybe for me. She, uh, I'll say okay. She did her best, but. For everything she did, she still felt like she was a background character in most scenes. Like whenever you think of Belle, you think of somebody that's gonna stand life. out. Yeah. Yeah, full of life. And whenever she's in a crowd of people, you look to Belle. She is the the one that draws your eye. Not for me, not in this one. She was just she kind of faded into the background of every single scene she was in. I don't know that I say every single one, but I, I did struggle I can with see Belle that. a bit. I can see what you guys are saying. But I, just I didn't got... mind her. I really loved her. I was loved, she singing? I hope that was her singing. I'm gonna look. It was beautiful singing. Because like, I'm I'm telling you, and this is maybe what, what is what I'm sticking on. There were moments during her songs, I was like, she's the new Julie Andrews. Like she is hmm. beautiful and sings gorgeously and like she has she, a real she has a screen presence that I was uh, just like, wow. Is 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 that something that's showing up? Did she actually sing or Well, my computer's frozen. So. Right, right. <laughs> okay. I really don't know. Here's my one Elsa other Elsa and Anna frozen or? Here's my one other <laughs> pro. And oh. I am gonna get into specifics here, Aaron, but it's not gonna give anything away, really. Okay. There is one scene in this movie you are not allowed to get wrong. You have to get the ballroom dance scene right. Yeah. Holy crap, they got that scene right. That was easily the best part of the movie. Like, to where I even got tingles. I was like, ooh, wow. Wait, which scene? What are we talking about? The ballroom dance. The, ballroom, the beauty and the beast. The oh. climax, yeah. Y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, I was so thankful. Yeah. That was stunning. You were not allowed to get that scene wrong. That was so and good. And they did not get it wrong. No, they didn't get it wrong. For it me, so they got nice. every other song wrong. That's, but... that's when my husband reached over and held my hand. Oh, It was really sweet. I was like, this is so emotional. Mm. <laughs> I have the answer on Emma Watson. Yeah? Uh, let's see. She did sing, right? Yeah, the short answer is yes. That really is Emma Watson's, Watson singing. Just studio. Um, uh, I sing, so that's really unexpected. I've never had to do that for a film role before. I think people will be interested to see me do something different like that. But yeah, I'm sure it's, it's all in studio. It's not like... Uh, Les Mis, where they all sing oh, on yeah. set. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I I will say too, it's it, for that for the dance scene. As far as like a on the liked it side of stuff, um, for the big you know Beast and and Bell uh, thing, the way that that dress moved, and this again is I loved the costuming the entire movie, but the way that that dress moved was so great. It just it was amazing. It was one of those beautiful dresses I've ever seen and, in and, a and movie. As far as, <laughs> as far as Belle's shape as a character, mm-hmm. Emma fits that perfectly. Like when I look back on the Belle of my youth, that is what she looked like. Like in that form, it's mm-hmm. just you know there was just parts of it that didn't stand out to me, but there are other parts that I thought she nailed it. The only thing that we haven't mentioned in the positives, and then we can, we can move on to uh, some of the cons uh, that I wanted to mention was, and I and I will give specifics and spoilers. Some of the added plot to me was very very meaningful i found some real beauty in the themes 
from the the added stuff totally disagree my my wife and i were uh, talking about it on the way home how deep some of that stuff is and and we'll get into i'm excited to talk about it with you because i'm interested to, to hear what you thought but for me i was just like wow this movie means so much more now really yeah I, I think I agree with you if I'm kind of following. I actually have She's that kind of written She's pointing at me, down. by the way, just so we're clear. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> How um, about them audios? <laughs> and if there, if there is something else that I would like to mention on the like side, if you don't mind. Yeah, um, I loved how they did the Beast reveal. Because it was so... It, so when you're watching this movie, when I watch this movie, I guess I should say, for the first time, you know, 91 or whatever... And you've watched this whole movie and then, you know, Beast is turning into a human mm-hmm. and it lifts up and spins around and then he like turns to camera. Uh-huh. I'll never forget that moment as long as I live because yeah. I was confused about whether I thought he was attractive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Cause, and it's the weirdest thing, right? Like you fall. What birthday love- was it? <laughs> May 11th. <laughs> okay. So there's probably some confusion already well, about that kind of stuff. So up until his character, you know, there had never been a nice nose profile like it's all these adorable princes with these little button noses Uh and well they distinctly made his nose beast like yes yeah and so when he turns to camera according to all of my disney experience i'm looking for prince eric (laughs) you know these kinds of things and here's this like normal looking guy with like a regular nose and i was like and i'll never forget the feeling like huh i just don't know if i find him attractive (laughs) i and the beast was more attractive to me than the human because I had fallen in love with that character. Yeah. You know, you're watching this movie, you love this character, you love how it's developed, and then all of a sudden he's a human, and you're like, I just don't know. I don't, I don't know how I feel. Same thing happens in this movie for me. It was oh, the craziest feeling. Wow, not a Dan Stevens fan. So, no, I totally am. He's beautiful. But there's that moment <coughs> when he turns to camera, and again, I had that same thing. I'm like, That's maybe, <laughs> maybe what you're realizing is it's more about the character yes. than it is. And you know what's interesting it's is like Belle a, like has that same switch, reaction in right? some ways. Belle's yeah. reaction is like... She, she, has she to, even says something. She has to look for yeah. the, to his eyes to yeah. see it. Which is what they do in the animated movie, too. She yeah. like looks she's like, oh, it is you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She has to really see into him because she's found something about his personality. Now, that's the thing, right? Is now it's like, oh, there's this other person sitting here. So I really contemplated that on the ride last night. No, that's really night. interesting because it's like, you haven't been here the whole movie. Who right, are you? who are like, you? Why am I supposed to care okay, about you? Okay, cool, you're human, you have hands now. That's awesome, but like, what? You know, so, yeah. but I loved that I had that same emotional reaction in that moment and I immediately was transported back <laughs> to my youth. It was just like this really interesting, but they totally nailed the transformation scene. Like, they nailed it. You know, there's like the part where it like shows the hand, like the light shoots out yeah. of his hand, and just light beams. It was just a really cool. That was a really cool moment. All yeah. right, let's talk about the bad stuff. <laughs> Spoiler: He turns into a human. Oh man, <laughs> Renee! Bro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Give it all away. Uh, let's talk about the negatives. Um, since I only really have one, uh, I'll start and then uh, then hand it over to you guys. I thought the beast looked a little too CG for me at times. Really? Yeah. I there were moments and maybe again because I saw it on such a huge screen right. that it stood out more. But there were a couple of times, especially when he was walking, where I was like, Oh, that's huh. that doesn't look fluid. So Beast it took was me one out. of my favorites. The way he was animated? Yeah, I loved it. Good. Andrew, Good. did you like the animation? Well in, in rewatching in was... rewatching the original this uh-huh. morning, I was like, Oh, I like the way that beast it was so fluid. He moved fluid and just it seemed like a computer generated character, which it was. Right. But I, I thought that it was great though. But I think he lost a lot of his grace, huh. in my yeah. opinion. Hmm. Um yeah, CG was if you're gonna do this, like I can't say the CG I was bad. 
I mean, it was, and it wasn't the face, by the way. I yeah. thought the face was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I liked the. I liked it. A lot. Um, I think it was just like the CGI was like it was just CGI. I'm like it wasn't groundbreaking or anything, but it wasn't terrible. I mean, like it was okay. Yeah. So yeah. I will also say in the same vein because there's a lot of CG there. The one song where I was like, yeah, I think I like the original a lot better was "Be Our Guest." <gasps> Was the dinner song? Oh, it was so bad. Me too. I, it was I, I really was, bad. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't say Aww. it was really bad, no. but I I would say it was the one where I was like, okay, you you you, can, you change some things, and we can talk specifics and spoilers, and are like that really changes the song. And what I are, can add to that. Actually. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So, um, one of the things I really did not like about this was the design of the uh, servants, like uh, Lumiere and you know Cogsworth mm. and all them. I didn't like their animation at all. They were so they went so far into making them look realistic. You know, mm-hmm. like he has to look like a candelabra, and he has to. Yeah, look like I liked a, that, but yeah, that it took away from any like emotion that they were trying to portray for like yeah, facial think, expressions. Like yeah. I can't tell because if you look at the animated, you know, Lumiere, he can like raise eyebrows, right? And stuff yeah, like, yeah. and he can like give a little. A little cool, like smarmy, confidence, such debonair a, look, you know. He had such a big face, yeah. You know, in the animated movie, and you could see it so clearly what his expression I, was. And the same with I will yeah. agree with that. I will yeah. agree with that. And I think it's like I, a miniature version. It shows yeah. the it shows the strength of animation. The strength yeah. of animation is that you can do those things, and your mind accepts it. But when you try to make live action, it has to look like it could exist in the real world. Exactly. And so you run you run out you run into. Uh, walls that you wouldn't run you into. You need to have with a magnifying glass to look at Lumiere to see if he is raising. His yeah, also, I thought that Ewan McGregor's. I know they told him to talk like that, but I thought that his it was uncomfortably bad French accent. Oh. I didn't even. <laughs> I, didn't I didn't even notice, notice it. Really? I was no. Like, In fact, I didn't even notice it was Ewan McGregor till the end. Yeah. Oh, really? You totally had no idea. No, I was like, oh, that's bad. That's really bad. That's I'm like, that's Ewan McGregor trying to do a French accent. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think because his wife is French. But I guess the directors told him. We need you to really yeah. take it up to eleven on mm. this ridiculous French accent. I'm like, well, and also, I know they didn't do this in the original animated one, so you can't knock it for not doing it. But this is France. I want somebody to have a French accent <laughs> <laughs> instead of English accents. Yes. Yeah, English accents. Well, um, I mean, they you know they all well, spoke English for some reason. So yeah. the I liked this movie so much i loved this movie so when i was trying to think of things i didn't like for the liked it loved it you know mm-hmm. part of the podcast today i actually really struggled but there was one um there's a couple of things i think i'll talk about some of it in spoilers about just Specifics. with the added scenes and the added kind of depth and things like that i was taken out just a couple of times and i'll, I'll talk about that later but um for the main part of the movie with what matches up and this may be part of the emma watson thing trying to kind of figure this out as I as I kind of work it through. Sure. I felt like her reaction in Be Our Guest was not nearly as excited as it could have been. She yeah. just seemed very dull. Like she's watching the most incredible display of food and dish. And, you know, and I would think that I would have been seeing more life in her eyes, in her mouth. But it seems like she's just so composed. So I was that that and 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 that's just, really I, think I just figured it out. That's really digging for something I didn't like because. Yeah. I really loved the movie. I think I just figured it out. In the animated version, it was Belle's eyes. You know, there was so much life behind those eyes. I don't think that Emma Watson, as beautiful as she is, I don't think her eyes, you know, pop. But who could? I think that there are plenty of people out there who could. Not the same, though, as an animated 
face. I mean, they you can, can't. They could get a lot closer. Well, and here's here's the. That's over- what I'm saying. Miscast. I actually agree with you. I act, I actually agree that that is something because of the weakness of live action or the strength of animation. Let's put it that way. Because of the strength of animation, uh, there is a lot that feels more subdued about this. But I think hmm. part of that acts to the movie's strengths. The strength of live action is you buy into it deeper. In watching the the movie this morning, the the old version, it was so wacky out there. Like there's so much in that movie, and I'll talk about specifics later, that that isn't in this one because it would have been like, uh, that's not real life. Like that wouldn't happen. You know what I mean? So You mean like you- a dog turning into a foot cushion? <laughs> Or I'm just curious. <laughs> Let me see you if I can give a specific example that's not uh, doesn't necessarily give anything away. I don't think this is going to give too much away. But like she doesn't talk to she doesn't sing to the sheep during the the opening song. The oh, sheep doesn't yeah. eat a page out of the book. Like you know, right. it's just the idea of you know that animals would be you know more anthropomorphized like that. And animation makes sense. It works. You're in an animated world. In the real like world, yeah, yeah, like Philippe as well. You know, in the real world, it just doesn't. It's supposed to be more grounded. It's supposed to be more real. So. I think there's some strengths there, but I think overall you're right. It does harm it in some of the emotional impact, especially with Emma Watson and kind of how she approaches things. So that's a valid point, I think. Any other negatives, Andrew, that you wanted to talk about? Well, pretty much like all the negatives I said were counters to your positives. Right. So I got a lot of my cons out of the way before we even got to the cons. Completely feel the opposite (laughs) way as we did. Yes, exactly. That makes sense. There is is beauty in this movie, and I don't want to have people thinking i have the opinion of this that this movie is terrible there are good things to it you did give it like I, five thumbs down emojis on facebook two. so oh it was just two? two okay all right two thumbs down because i only have two thumbs oh, that's true. <laughs> i did not turn into a shiva because i hated this movie so much um but uh i there is beauty in this movie the only problem is there is the also beauty. a beast <laughs> no, hey the, the only problem is there's more beauty in the original one, and I think that if you're going to spend time on this story, watch the original one because it is so much better. Let's, and that's uh, why I'm talking this movie is unnecessary. Yeah, and uh, but you know what? I'm glad that it wasn't just that it was unnecessary, but you actually didn't like the movie. Like that's that's important to me because I think you can make you can oh, distinguish yeah. between because there are plenty of things in life that aren't necessary that are amazing. You know what I mean? Like, yes. And and that's where I come down on this one. Sure, it's not necessary, but I loved it. You know, so um, I'm glad that you actually ha- you didn't just come in because you thought it was unnecessary, and like it's an awful movie. No, you I, actually thought it was an awful movie. I, th- I didn't like the movie, and it was unnecessary. Right? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. <laughs> It's the double punch um, combo. Yeah. If you've got uh, one more thing, uh, we can talk about you know more specifics and spoilers. And I'm excited to because I think there's you know further to go on this. But what's your one more thing, Andrew? I honestly don't have one. I think I covered pretty much everything I wanted to. So, Danae, you got one more thing? I loved the castle. We haven't really talked about that. I thought, and again, this is kind of speaks to the set design. I mm-hmm. really liked all the sets because you have like the the town and you have the forest but you have the castle and a lot of our time is spent in the castle and i thought it was just beautiful it they did a really interesting job of visually representing the disjointedness of um like what is normal and what is enchanted and what is falling apart just in the architecture of what was built and um there's just like these really interesting things like you know when philippe comes running up uh, with Belle for the first time and or I think maybe actually it was a dad or something when the first time whenever he's there and where Philippe is kind of put and camped as it pans up to the castle just pay attention to the architecture and it's just this super elaborate 
but really beautiful space that's also dangerous at the same time. And they tied into the rose really interestingly. And I don't know, I just really loved it. It felt like I could just be there forever. And I thought that that was a really good thing because there, there is so much dimension to this movie beyond just these characters. And I thought that the castle was a really cool character. Uh, my one last thing is something we haven't mentioned, but you might want to know our opinion on. Uh, we'll probably talk about more in the spoilers, but even just in general, the big hullabaloo about the gay moment in the first out gay character in a Disney film. And Andrew's reaction is probably similar to ours. Couldn't, I think couldn't care less. I think this I think this was actually a genius move by Disney. I think they're so smart. They took something that could have been a controversy and turned it into the fact that most people will walk out of this going, what? What was the? What was that? The, wasn't much different than the first time. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? It was just like I, now I, there is it is to a degree more explicit that Le, you know Lefou is a gay character, but it's barely. not. But barely, yeah. So barely. The only thing I'll say, and we'll talk about this in spoilers more specifically, is that when we were driving home from the movie theater, I was asking my husband. I was like, "So, what did you think of kind of the inclusion of having a you know a gay character or a gay moment?" And he's like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he had no idea, and so when I told him the specifically the very few minor things that were in there that allude to this thing yeah. or whatever, he was like, "That's something that's been in Disney movies or movies in general and animated films for like forever. Why would that be something?" And I think it's just because Disney decided to say officially, LeFou is gay. Yeah, and right. because they made that statement, it drew, draws more attention onto. You know that particular part, but yeah. we'll talk about that more, kind of in the spoilers. But I did want, in but case, he was totally clueless; he had like zero idea. Yeah, in case you didn't want to listen to the spoilers, and I'm sure we will talk about more. I did want to kind of get that out there in, yes. in this conversation nothing. in general. It's so, nothing. yeah, yeah I, I definitely would not call it something that you should be concerned. Like, if it is something like for your family, if you really are trying to keep maybe your family or your kids not exposed to anyone that is gay or their kind of mannerisms, I really don't think that you're gonna come out of this movie with your children having realized anything that kind of went on you will as an adult because of our culture but i don't think that kids would really have any idea personally i it, it really surprised me how much of nothing you know much ado about nothing yeah. it was so so i would say you know go and enjoy the movie don't, I, I wouldn't well, worry have about whatever it. conversations with your kid you want to have like you right. know that's or, my thing too as a parent is, but or not because right. they probably won't even notice what's going on right. Before we get on to Sif Sorts, uh, let's thank our patrons. Thank you so much for your support of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. This podcast and another podcast that Danae is on called Chew the Dough are both on the network. And because you give, those podcasts can happen. Uh, $3 a month gets you your own podcast feed where you get uh, access to all the bonus podcasts. Uh, we do an exclusive pre-show every episode for both podcasts. And uh, that'll come straight to your uh, exclusive podcast feed. For instance, this show, because it's St. Patrick's Day, when we're recording this, uh, we talked about Ireland in films. Sort of. And also fish eyes. And another. Or wait, was that during the actual podcast? (laughs) I can't remember. Is Scotland Ireland? (laughs) Is Scotland Ireland? There was a lot of geography. I remember what happened. This this was some sort of. It uh, was amazing. And what I'm saying is $3 a month is barely anything to pay for such amazingness. Um, uh, we know that, uh, that that 3 bucks a month is support for us, and we thank you so much for that. And we do hope you enjoy the bonus episodes and such. Uh, I also would mention that it is uh, Tripod Month, uh, T-R-Y-P-O-D, and uh, podcasts are getting the word out. If you have a friend who you think might like podcasts, tell them about some of your favorite podcasts. It doesn't have to be ours. It could be any of the podcasts that you love. 
Uh, a lot of people just don't do it because they don't know how. And maybe show them how to get it on their phone, how to listen to it, how to enjoy it. Uh, we're more than happy to join with uh, a lot of different podcasts this month in telling people to get the word out that podcasts are a great way to have some fun in your ears while you're on a road trip or exercising or whatever. So um, let your friends know how to do it. And if you happen to mention our podcast, that's awesome as well. Before we go into our sift sort, I also wanted to thank a new supporter, Jack Grimm, for $3 a month support. He'll have access to that podcast feed. Thank you so much. Uh, means the world to us. Again, if you want to support there as well, just go to patreon.com slash studio DNA. We're going to do a sift sort today, and this one is actually thanks to Zachary Western on Twitter. He's at Tumbling Mustard. Says this, hey, found your work, and I love it. May I suggest a sift sort of Disney princess movies. Thank you so much, Zachary. We think that's an amazing idea. So we are doing a sift sort of Disney princess movies. I'm a little nervous about it. Not going to lie. Because now that you know the actual format is we have to agree on a list. Yeah, yeah here's what happens. Super nervous. Uh, we're going to do a sift sort for the Disney princess movies. Now, we're not sorting the princesses. Yeah. We're sorting their movies. Yes. Says you. <laughs> so that's 11 official Disney princess movies. That's right. There are 11 official princesses. It does not include Anna and Elsa from Frozen yet. Because they're not official yet. does not include Moana yet. She is also not official. But both of those, I think, are assumed to be in the list eventually. They um, are playing loose with that term princess because a couple of these in this list are not princesses well, i think the only one that's non-royalty is mulan uh pocahontas and i think technically she's considered royalty in her and tribe. if you think about it cinderella is not a princess well she the entire movie is about her not being a princess. <laughs> well but she marries into it no technically she just kisses him at the end of the movie <laughs> she never gets married Listen, she is not a, a princess. It's a Disney movie. A kiss means you're married, okay? <laughs> Wasn't okay. I really supposed to sort the movies? Because I just sorted by personality. That's <laughs> oh. fine. I we'll sorted, have the discussion. I sorted by how I liked their personality. Oh, there I sorted go. the actual movies. Okay. Yes. So. Yeah, it's supposed right. to be by the movies. So. Oh, I do have a preface uh, real quick. My bottom two are movies I have not seen. So, Mine too. Okay. So, um, well, we can start there. wherever you want. Okay. okay. Yeah. My bottom one's Tiana because I haven't seen it. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to rank them worst to first. When we're done, we will have an official Sift Pop list of the Disney Princess movies from number one to number 11. Let's start with the ones you haven't seen. I've actually seen them all. Okay. Um, so I have seen all 11. Uh, Danae, which two haven't you seen? Well, again, I rank them by their name and personality. I, I don't know Tiana, so... Okay, that's the Princess and the Frog. Yeah, I, I have not seen, seen that one. Okay, so neither of you have seen Princess and the Frog. Okay. Okay, Danae, what's the other one you haven't seen? Uh, actually, I think I have seen the rest oh, of Oh, you've seen all the other ten. What's the other one you haven't seen? I have not seen Brave. Oh, That Pixar's makes me very Brave. sad. Oh, I'm sorry. I think it's good. Merida okay. would be sad. I think you would like it. Okay, so you guys, uh, what do you, uh, just go around, what do you have at 11? You and me both have Princess and the Frog uh, just because we haven't seen it. What do you have at but I, Yeah, I, Princess and the Frog is, is actually a decent film. Okay. Um, I, I think it has to be Pocahontas at the bottom. Whoa, um, I got it pretty high up there. No, man. Really? Yeah. No, man. Oh, Pocahontas is, I how, mean, how in general, it's, we work? have a fight about it. We just uh, argue yeah, we have about a fight. it. We're no. doing it now? Yeah. Um, this guy. Yeah, Pocahontas in general is seen as a real miss from Disney Animation. Um you no 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 i mean i, I mean in general have as well. you ever I mean, also cried to me. the blue corn moon <laughs> that's what i'm yeah. saying it's really cheesy <gasps> um, oh, oh throw down sir we're about to have fisticuffs. i think it's the only <laughs> i think it's the only one on rotten tomatoes that has below a 60 of the princess movies listen i nobody pick- cares about rotten tomatoes we all know that that's just blowing. i care about it because it backs up my point <laughs> pocahontas is my number two. Oh my 
goodness. Can I tell you why? Oh, this is going to be fun. Because this is not for film. It's because she's environmentally aware. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's why I put her at number two. My rankings are really going to jack up your guys' system. No, it's fine. She's we'll a, figure it out. Okay, we'll figure will, it out. I do have uh, Pocahontas in the top half. Okay. So. Well, then my okay, next... Okay, what, what's the next one you have? Then? My next one's Mulan. I got that. Higher than Pocahontas. Oh my goodness! Mulan, what do you have low? Mulan is number one for me because oh my goodness, she is brave and real. Yeah, yeah see, all right, because it's based on her personality. Okay, okay. You know so how what, brave what you have to be the... to dress up like a dude and go to war. <laughs> I mean, that's big. So, so that puts her at number one. I'll start at my bottoms on the ones I have seen. Then okay? yes, the bottom on my list is Cinderella. Uh, right above that, I have Snow White. Okay, Snow White I have in the middle. Cinderella I have in top four. Snow okay. White is my third from the bottom because she just sleeps. <laughs> That's Sleeping Beauty. I, I've never been a fan of <laughs> Snow White sleep. and Seven Doors. She does more than sleep. I think I give... I give... Well, Aurora is below her because she also just sleeps. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So it's a lot of sleeping. Um, I think I give Snow White in the Seven Doors a lot of credit because it was the first. And it's such an incredible thing that Disney did with it. Um. To do an animated movie, it is the Toy Story of animated movies. Which one are we talking about? You know, Snow, Snow White and White the Seven Doors. It was the first animated oh, yeah. movie it, that it Disney is, did. It is the Toy Story of animated movies. Yeah. And it told a, a wonderful story in a fun way with songs. Mm-hmm. And nobody ever done anything like that. And it is the reason that all these other movies even exist. So that's why, I, you know, I have... At the top? I have it more towards the top. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, actually, I have it in the middle, technically. Okay. Um... Oh, what do you have right above uh, Mulan, then? I have Princess and the Frog right above Mulan, even though it's a pretty decent movie. It's still The others are still better, in my opinion. Okay, so... So I guess maybe we could leave The Princess and the Frog as the worst. Um, Here's but... the thing. Out of every single one of these, just because it's the bottom of our list doesn't mean it's a bad movie. I well, don't but think we're it... in trouble, guys. I mean, like, you, like, my bottom two are at the top of your list, and... Yeah. And mine is based on personality <sighs> typing. So yeah. it's not even based on their movies. So we've got some works to do. Uh, yeah. I mean, this, this is going to be a, a lot longer of a podcast than we thought. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, do you, but what should we do? Should we just go through our rankings and then just decide that we can't agree, and then we'll come back later? And no, no, that's not how it works. No. Oh, you guys, we really have to agree <laughs> okay. on this. Do you want to just go ahead, just so we have something on the list? Do you want to put the princess and the frog at the bottom? Let's start there. I, I mean, I don't want to put it. Uh, the only things I would put below it, I already said, Mulan and Pocahontas, and you guys both really like those movies. Really so. do. I don't know that I like the movie. I like the Pocahontas stands Can for you, environmental awareness. Do you think, like, <laughs> super quick, you could rank them based solely on the movies? <laughs> like, which movie oh. would you put into watch right You're now? You're serious. Yeah. Oh. Um, Out of all these, which would you not watch? Let's I would, start there. Beauty and the Beast is my top. Then I would do Brave. Okay. Oh, really? Is your number two? Yeah. Okay. I really like that movie. Okay. Probably Rapunzel after that. Tangled. Tangled. I have no, Tangled. It's Rapunzel. <laughs> I have Tangled at seven. That's Yeah, I have Tangled really, really. High. Can I tell you why I, I made her personality in the top? Mm-hmm. My, she's my number five. Is because she overcomes some serious baggage. Can you imagine getting trapped in a tower by a crazy witch and somehow meaning to keep your happy disposition? That yeah. says a lot about somebody. It does. So that's why it she does. was number I love five. your thinking. Yeah. Um, six was Cinderella because she's nice to mice. Okay. And uh, seven was Jasmine. I think I probably would keep Ooh. her because she was willing to take a risk on a street rat. <laughs> I think that maybe after Brave Rapunzel, I think I'd put Jazz. I think I'd put Aladdin up there. Okay. And Cinderella up there. Okay. So we can probably work with that, right? <laughs> I right. think we'll we'll have some common. 
hot stuff towards the top. I'm okay with, for the reason of this being movies, to put Pocahontas a little lower. I admit it wasn't. It doesn't stand up against some of these really incredible I'm ones. Will, I'm willing to. Can I just say, as a person sitting in the room right now, what I have, the wrench I have thrown in the brains of Aaron and, and Andrew. <laughs> no, Andrew and I really disagree on. He loves Pocahontas. Pocahontas, I think you said was your number. Five. I just mean in oh, general. Number five. Like okay. you guys are like scrambling to kind of go. Okay, how are we going to work this out? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you guys are really your wheels are turning. <laughs> I can put. I could see putting Pocahontas maybe in like the eights, eight like or seven. Eight. Eight or nine? Eight sounds good. Eight <laughs> All right, or let's nine do this. Let's good. do this. Let's go ahead and put the princess and the frog at the bottom. Okay. Even though neither of you have seen it. Well, that's what but I'm saying. it's just, it's just a it... compromise. Yeah. But how can you vote on something if you don't? It, it kind of should just go in the... Like... All right. Well, because there's no way I'm going to convince you it's better than, you know, Mulan no. or Pocahontas. Yeah, cause... we should just do one through ten then. You know what okay, I mean? Like, about... it shouldn't count. Uh, here's a compromise for you then. Um, princess and the frog at eleven. If you agree to put Cinderella at number 10, I'll put Pocahontas at number 9. Ooh. Oh, I can't put Cinderella below Pocahontas. Why? I have Cinderella, like I said, and I mean, it's in it's number 4 for me. There's a fairy godmother in that movie. Okay, then swap it's pretty those. Amazing. Pocahontas I'd be willing, at 10 I'd be willing to put Sleeping Cinderella. Beauty down there. I have Sleeping Beauty at 6. <laughs> she just maybe sleeps, that's guys. The, maybe that's the answer. She just sleeps. Maybe uh, we put Sleeping Beauty down at... Number 10. Number 10. <sighs> Okay. What was, what was your number 10? Well, tell me why you like Sleeping Beauty. I I just think that, first off, Aurora is gorgeous as anything. <laughs> and, uh, She's pretty. The uh, the dragon fight at the end is so great. And uh, Prince Philip, I, Prince Philip was the first prince in a Disney movie I could remember going, that's a cool dude right there. I, I would want to be like Prince Philip, you know? Mm. It doesn't matter if a girl is royalty or not. Turns out she was. But he's like, Man, she's a cool gal, and I don't care what my king dad says. I want to marry that girl. Yeah, but why does he want to marry someone who's just sleeping? He <laughs> met her when she was awake. Oh, I don't remember that part. Really? Why he, you got to be so rude? He's he gonna met marry her, her anyway. Yeah, he met her. Uh, he met her in the Marry woods, and he's like, "Wow, you got a beautiful singing voice." And she was all like, oh, ha, 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 "Oh yeah, she was talking to the birdies." <laughs> yeah, she was singing with the birds. And he's like, "Wow, you can talk to animals. You're like a animated Doctor Doolittle." Yeah. And uh, and uh, okay, he fought a dragon for her. I like it. I like it. I'm with you. I had it higher too, but tell me why you love or oh, why oh, you okay. hate Here's Cinderella this. more? Um, because in Sleeping Beauty, and this is a pro going against Cinderella. I'll say mm -hmm. that. There's the evil stepmother in Cinderella. Good, good villain. She is nowhere near Maleficent. Maleficent is like one of the most iconic villains of all time. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that you can compare evil stepmother, which a lot of people in the world have. A lot of people have an evil stepmom. Mm -hmm. yes. Nobody has a Maleficent. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They even but made I don't know a movie a, specifically a about Maleficent, regardless of what you think of the movie. I actually never saw it. But what I loved about Cinderella is it makes makes you feel like you can be an ordinary person who turns into something extraordinary. Exactly. And that's why I like Cinderella more than I like Sleeping I think Beauty, because Sleeping Beauty isn't as relatable, because it's all about royalty. And, and Cinderella has so certainly mean, had more of a cultural impact. So you're upset that a Disney princess movie has a Disney princess in it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I would just say Cinderella is so much more memorable than Sleeping Beauty. I, with the mice and the songs and the no, and the, the, the the glass slipper. I honestly think like, that I think Cinderella as a character is very boring. Like I don't see anything exciting. What about the original version where people's feet are chopped off? 
<laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, like Anderson. the uh, the stepsisters that yeah. cut off their feet so that they would fit in the glass slipper and stuff. Yeah, let's talk about that. The fairy godmother is a forgettable character for me. What? Yeah. Everybody the, the, wants a bippity Well, that's weird because you just remembered her. Bippity bop. Okay. <laughs> I remembered all of this because I, I had cannot to think tell about it all. You, I cannot tell you how many times that I hid chalk in my hand and brought it out as if it was a wand because that's what it looked like in the in the <laughs> animated movie. Because when she pulls it out, it looks yeah. just like a little The fact piece. that you just said bibbity bobbity boo yeah. I think that's the trump card right there. Yeah, it's man. just such a memorable movie. I mean, great songs. <laughs> Cinderella, Cinderella. Cinderella. It, what, is anybody in the chat saying anything that could... Nope, you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> No, like, is the chat saying, like, I agree with Aaron or I agree with Andrew? Or... Uh, Sleeping Beauty has some gorgeous backgrounds, but Cinderella teaches kids to persevere. Um, Cinderella is no, totally... Dis- doesn't. Cinderella is a totally distinct story in movie. Um, Sleeping Beauty blends what? He says, honestly, Sleeping Beauty blends into the uh, Chernabog scene from Fantasia. Uh, Cinderella is greater than Sleeping Beauty. BDG, nobody cares what you think. <laughs> you just asked what he thought. <laughs> Oh, Cinderella man. beats Sleeping Fine. Beauty. I will put Woo! Sleeping Beauty below Cinderella. All right. But I'm not happy about it. Uh, Can- now are you willing to put Snow White below Cinderella? Yeah, I'm yeah. okay with that because okay I, had, that. I had a Cinderella and Snow White right next to each other. Okay. All right, so we're getting somewhere then. We've got number 11, Princess and the Frog, number 10, Sleeping Beauty, number 9, Snow White. Man, that hurts me so much putting wait, Sleeping wait. Beauty Wait, I thought Cinderella was going to well, be it's above. Gonna, it is. Cinderella oh. hasn't been mentioned yet. Oh, put, it wait, wait, put it next. That's, Please put it next. I will, and that hurts okay. me. Like Sleeping Beauty hurts you to see it down that low. Yeah, okay. Like seeing Cinderella down that low does. It hurts. Now does hurt I a little can, bit. Now we can discuss maybe putting like Pocahontas, wait, Pocahontas and Mulan go? down there. I can't believe they're going to be in the top seven. What uh, Pocahontas and Mulan? Now like, you can it, talk about putting like I would be okay. Listen, with we putting... have to put Pocahontas at at either eight or seven. Okay. Can we put Cinderella above Pocahontas? Yes. Yeah. Yay! Gosh, man, you are just trying to eke that up there. <laughs> but now you have to put Tangled down there now. Oh, man. Tangled down Wait a second. Why? Nobody agreed to that. I am so compromising for you right now. <laughs> All right, let me, let me tell you what we have. All, All right, right, we've got The Princess and the Frog at 11, Sleeping Beauty at 10, Snow White at 9, Pocahontas at 8, Cinderella at 7. Okay, here's where's Brave at for you? Oh, uh, I gosh, put, we I haven't put, talked about I that. I put Brave around number five or number six, somewhere around put there. It Andrew down, hasn't put seen it, it. Put it next, I would say. I would, even though I haven't seen it. So I Mulan's going to be above Brave. Uh-uh, I can't do it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I can't. I can't make that happen. Okay, but so, you, okay. uh, let's talk about Mulan. Because okay. uh, that's that's our sticking point now, I think, is you really like okay. Mulan, and I Love really don't like Mulan. Okay. It's something, because if you think, um, uh, if you think Disney Princess... For a long time, it was American and European. They'd never gone far east before. And you can kind of make an exception with like Jasmine, you know, because you know, the Middle East and stuff. Mm-hmm. They went they went China, and I thought that that movie was beautiful. Uh, the Huns were great villains. It wasn't one woman, or it wasn't one person against another. This was a nation against another nation and they just focused down on this one woman living in and it, this is you know if you look in the asian culture you have men definitely above women and this is a woman who is saying no i am not only equal to you i can best you in some so but she if you hides look, as a man though right huh she hides she as a man. Hi- she has to yeah otherwise but, she'll get killed <laughs> she would get killed yeah but if you think about mulan this is 
more of a woman empowerment movie than a lot of other Disney princess movies. You can say that more than Cinderella for me, even. Yeah, but not more than Brave. I, like I said, I've never seen Brave. Brave so. That's kind of Brave's whole yeah, thing was woman right. empowerment. In fact, it was really the fir- it was actually the first Pixar heroine. Does Eddie Murphy play a dragon? <laughs> no, so no, he does you not. are automatically <laughs> trumped on that front. Who who was the um, comic relief kind of sidekick in Brave? Um, the, probably the brothers, the yeah, triplets, the, three, the triplets. Okay, yeah. Oh, also, and, the, um, and just the the factions, How? like yeah. the heads of all the different factions. How was the uh, the uh, the did uh, Brave have any have any music in it mm-hmm. at all? Oh, the music was great in Brave. Was it better than Mulan's music? I think they both have very beautiful regional music. Because if you look at like um like let's get down, I'll make a man out of you. One of my favorite Disney songs. It really is one of my favorite Disney songs. Hmm. Love it, and uh, the Huns are so creepy. And here's I what, love that. Here's what I mean. Danae can make her yeah, her own arguments, but I'm willing. To put Brave below Mulan because you sacrificed so much so far, and they are pretty close. Um, all of these, honestly, and you just so put them next. Aside from, I'm going to be honest. Aside from Pocahontas, I think all these movies are really good. So it's it's. And hard we already for me. put Pocahontas in rank, right? Well, it's number eight, but that's that's fine. I get now it. Now we're doing seven and six. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so you're no, saying put... Cinderella's at seven. Okay, so, so we're doing six at and five six oh. is. So you're saying six at Brave, Brave and then five Mulan. Mulan. Okay. That's crazy Deal. for me that Mulan would be at number five, but I get it. It's a good movie. I'm not saying it's not. It's uh, not like if you had told me to put Pocahontas at five. I, I probably would have. I think BDG is agreeing that Mulan is better than Brave. Hey, All right. There you go. Everybody, and, BDG, uh, you're the best. Drew says, <laughs> I like Mulan way more than Brave. Good. I can't believe okay. it won the Oscar for best animated movie. It basically, it's basically Brother Bear. Also, Be a Man is one of the best Disney songs ever. Yeah. Caleb says, I'll make a man out of you. Let's get down to business. <laughs> uh, yeah, Caleb day. says that it's one of his two karaoke songs. Yeah. Chat backing you up. Yeah, uh, so chat. make it so. Brave at number six. Mulan at number five. Chat, by the way, if you have problems with the list as it is, feel free Too to bring bad. them up. And oh, I mean, bring it up. And then we'll. Uh... Punch I've ever met. All right, we're <laughs> You're you in it. Bet before we're through. Stay in, Andrew. I think, Mr. I think our top four are now going to be fairly easy. Okay, ready? Let's oh, do I this. don't know about that. Um, we haven't even mentioned. We've mentioned three of them, but we have not mentioned The Little Mermaid. Which I'm I assuming that's number four for us. I have number two. Okay. I would put her at four because I'm upset with her for not writing to Eric. <laughs> okay, so, okay, so, okay, let's go over what our just, top four are. I'm curious. I love I The Little Tangled Mermaid. It, okay. Well, sometimes we work, sometimes when we get to this point, we work down two to see where we're okay. at. Okay. I have uh, four with what we've got left. Okay. I originally had Little Mermaid at seven. But I have it, uh, we can do... Okay, so just say it at four then. So four for me, then I had Tangled at three, Aladdin at two, and Beauty and the Beast at one. So I would have Tangled... At four. Beauty and the Beast... Three. Little Mermaid... And then Aladdin. And Aladdin at number one. Okay. Danae? I I have no comment. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thank you. I am am probably going to be easily swayed at this point. So you you have Beauty and the Beast at number one, you said. I really loved Beauty and the Beast. That's my number one as well. But now I'm having to think about this from a movie perspective. Mm -hmm. I don't know how things are going to change for me. But Tangled hasn't been put down yet? I I would be very upset, but we've both sacrificed along this. So we're going to have to talk about, I think it's going to come down to, for me anyway, for number four, See Tangled the... and 
uh, Little Mermaid. Yeah, I, I guess think that's so. where we're getting hung and what's, up right what, now. And which one? What, what are your three, four? I'm, I'm fine with uh, Tangled and Little Mermaid being three and four in either order. So what you had Tangled at number two, you said? I had Tangled at number three. Okay. I had Little Mermaid at number two. We both had Tangled and Little Mermaid lo- at number seven on our list. Mm-hmm. So tang- so it would go it would go Tangled then Mermaid. Yeah, I think you like Little Mermaid better than four? Tangled, right? Yeah, I had uh, Little Mermaid at number two. I like Tangled quite a bit more than Little Mermaid, but again, they're really close. So I don't mind if we want to go Little Mermaid at four. Oh, okay, so chat. What's uh, what's the decision on Little Mermaid versus how about, Tangled? How about this? How about I try and sell you on Little Mermaid and you try and sell me on Tangled? Okay. So Little and then today makes the decision. Yeah. Oh, Lord in heaven. All right. So, <laughs> loves that I just put her on the spot. Yeah. Little Mermaid has some of the most iconic songs in Disney history. I mean, Under the Sea is one of the catchiest songs of all time. That's what I just started singing. Yeah. And Ursula is an amazing villain. So good. And She was terrifying. She was terrifying, yeah. The eels. All those poor little mermaids turned into those little things. Yeah. Just... They were so creepy. It yeah. Actually, that, parts of that movie scared, scared me. Scared me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And also, uh, what's the uh, a whole new world? Oh wait, no. Part no, of your no, world. No. no uh, wait, part oh, of your part world. of that world. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful. And uh, you want thing of Bob's? I got yeah. twenty. Yeah, she's got twenty of them. And it just made uh, the human world seem so much more magical. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the first movie I can think of where being human was like something to like strive for. a big for. deal. Yeah. And if you we look at mermaids at the time, I'm like, I want to be a mermaid. What right? are you talking about being a human? It's so much better <laughs> being a mermaid. Yep. And also for me growing up, thinking about it now, I'm terrified of the ocean and sharks. And the fact that that movie is so fascinating and mesmerizing Whoa. today s- speaks volumes to how great it is. I don't know how me. you're going to do, Aaron. So I'm totally with Andrew right now. On, <laughs> sell me on Tangled now. Because uh, the only thing I remember at that movie is how positive and never get me down her attitude was. Oh, I do like that about that movie. Okay, uh, Tangled is, uh, I believe, uh, much funnier than The Little Mermaid. Uh, it has the best Disney sidekicks of all time. I mean, the chameleon and the chameleon and the horse. Uh, they were hilarious. Uh, I really enjoyed the themes in it about you know. Um, protection and some of the same themes as like finding nemo those kind of things where it really gets me about parenting those kind of sure ideas uh the most emotional i've ever been in a non-pixar animated movie was during tangled when they had the lighting of the lanterns that was powerful scene and where they're you know talking about you know the loss and the idea of losing a child and and all those kind of things uh that comes back to me quite a bit and and i don't know that's so you know those kind of emotional depth things mean a lot to me uh plus it was gorgeously animated it was one of lassiter's first disney movies and you can tell this is hard because i feel like what we're gonna come up against in these instances is storytelling has evolved in in the movies because when i'm looking at these disney movies from my youth they don't have the same kind of type of storytelling that the newer movies do so i really appreciate the depth of that but there's so much fun in like little yeah. mermaid well and it's what's cool it's is hard to what's cool is it goes back to what we were talking about with beauty and the beast too you watch right. the old version it's it's just entertainment excitement mm-hmm. you know fun and you watch the new version it's more oh here's They've how we tell some, stories yeah. now there's depth to it there's realism to it that said mermaid wins <laughs> 
<laughs> you like Little Mermaid more? Yeah. What is the chat uh, uh, chiming in on? Doesn't this? matter. Uh, it does yeah. not matter what they say. Yeah, it does. I was no, tiebreaker. No, it's fine. I I totally agree. <laughs> um, I, I think, really did love Tangled, but wow, the chat has gone so fast. Like stuff has disappeared. But somebody said. Uh, Tangled is 1B to Beauty and the Beast 1A. So basically, they have Beauty and the Beast and Tangled tied at number one. Yeah. Um, Little Mermaid is so quotable. Um, sharks, Danae, there are no sharks in Tangled. It wins. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's also a good point. <laughs> uh, Caleb also likes that both Finn and Rapunzel have their own character arcs in Tangled. Well, but that, again, that's very true. That kind of tells the story, though, again, of how the storytelling has changed and how mm-hmm. they develop their movies. Because, you know, one of the big flaws in Little, Little Mermaid for me is that she can read a contract and sign her name, but she can't communicate with Eric when she gets above water to, like, she can't speak, but she also could just write him a note. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that really bothered me as I got older. Yeah. But watching it growing up, Little Mermaid, I know all those songs. Right. So I think that's that's a lot of nostalgia. Um, it's very nostalgic. Caleb also says Caleb seems to be fighting for Tangled. Says Mother Knows Best is the creepiest villain song ever because it's sung by a parental figure and it's sung to her hair. Right. Like mm. it. Like that. Mother Knows Best song is she is that is a creepy. And I'm talking about like the depth that a parent can mess up a child. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm that's talking about with the themes in that themes. movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then a child coming home and just all that stuff. It's that, having said that, really pop- and beautiful. And and I think Tangled is beautifully animated, but it's in such a different level than Mermaid. I'm fine with it being number four. Sorry about that's that. That's cool. No, I okay. still think I want to do. So the- then number three would be Little Mermaid. So now we're down to two. Either Aladdin, Aladdin or Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You both have Beauty, Beauty and, and the Beast, Beast. At number one. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I think it has to be, and then I'll be okay with Aladdin. But I just want to talk. Can we talk about these movies? Yeah, absolutely. I want to talk about Aladdin real quick and why I had it at my number one. The genie is the greatest Disney character of all time. So great. I would agree with that. So fun. I would agree with that. So It's not even a question. He out broke of out every of... single character Disney's ever created. The genie is the best. He broke And really what so you're saying molds. is Robin Williams is the greatest Disney character of all time. Yeah. Because he created that character. Let's be yeah. honest. Most of the stuff he said in that movie was not on the page. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, I mean, it is. it comes yeah. from his manic brain. Jafar is such a great villain. And there are character development. The story of Aladdin, it's more a... Di- Aladdin is the Cinderella of guys in the Disney world. Mm-hmm. And uh, except he actually does become a prince, unlike Cinderella. <laughs> um, it's more obvious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's so, clear he is the Sultan. Yes. <laughs> and uh, there, there's not a single bad character in Aladdin. Think about it. Iago's hilarious. The genie is the best. Aladdin's funny. Even Jasmine is like mesmerizing us sometimes a whole new world is one of my favorite songs of all time so good i sing it once a month probably whenever it comes on in my ipod mm-hmm. shuffle no judgment i i destroy that song <laughs> I, I make it i mine. think you mean that not in the way that i would assume yeah no. <laughs> i agree with you i love that movie yeah yeah i love I, aladdin i'm i'm glad it's it's way up there for all of and us it was um, where did you have it i had it in number two oh, okay one of the cool things about that movie was the um when they're escaping from the cav- the cavern. Oh, the Cave of Wonders. The Cave of man. Wonders. And it was the first time that they had used CG, like an element. Because remember when, yeah. they're, when they're flying out on the carpet? Yeah. And it's just like, you're the when I saw that in the theater, I was like, whoa! <laughs> like now, not a big deal. But it was so intense. Yeah. And, um, and then I remember, I think they did that with the video game. 
Yeah. That was like a huge part of the video game was the escape from the Cave of Wonders. And again, how it was just like this 3D sort of crazy experience. You've also talked about testing out the virtual reality on the Magic yeah. Carpet. Yeah. yeah, I did. I got Which to they do have that. At, uh, Agrabah. At the Disney place. They were test. They were doing the test runs so I've on So ri- I've ridden that ride, that virtual reality ride with the, the Magic Carpet. It, it's fun. It's crazy that I was one of the people to test ride that in front of everybody else before it actually became you know something else i'm also willing to hear from the chat if, if anybody feels strongly in one way or another if aladdin or beauty and the beast should be at number one uh, also think about this two characters in this movie have the funniest back-to-back rivalry and they don't say a single word abu in the carpet going yeah. back and forth oh yeah they don't say a word carpet some great. of the funniest stuff ever and animating it's, it's mirrored by the way when i was talking about the lizard and the horse it's mirrored yeah. in a lot of the tangled stuff too yeah. with those two characters kind of back and forth who don't really say anything but you know kind of have the same relationship yeah yeah that was a really that's really good i had beauty and the beast as my number one mostly because i just love the idea of bell i think that she's just such a different kind of a female lead that's woman empowerment right there yeah incarnate yeah isabel yeah so i think that was a big she looking up to a character like bell is yeah. part of my life so not only the fact that you know she's smart but she's able to see other people the beast in particular other than what other people would see them as and she's able to say no to gaston yeah which and not just and not just like she didn't even struggle with it no she's, she's just so like, confident no she's like no this isn't happening you're not the kind of person i would ever be interested in exactly yeah, yeah. and i love <laughs> that she was confident to know that part of herself so i thought that that was a really formed yeah, there wasn't even any, like me. oh look at those muscles or yeah. isn't he dreamy uh well but she's he just it thinking was just like, about something like else. every other woman in the town yeah. yeah yeah and honestly a lot of other characters that you see in disney films where they're attracted to some sort of you know part like that like a like a masculine figure like that she's just okay with being herself doesn't really even think there's anything wrong with her and ends up finding, you know, friendship and like something with a completely unexpected group of people, mm-hmm. which, again, has a lot of other, you know, so, great things to it, too. Danae, here's a question for you. Out of every single princess or uh, woman on this list, do you think that Belle is the one that young girls should strive the most to be? Or who do you think that they should... Ooh, who's I, the best role model? Yeah, the best role model. I, I think she's the most realistic. I think like she's the easiest one that a, a, a young person can look to and say, I can go and read literature. I can tinker around and be in my imagination. And, you know, like, I think that's just an easier thing to aspire to. If you look at someone like Tangled, you're thinking, I don't have magical hair. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it kind of immediately takes you out. Because Ariel, I, I wasn't born in the ocean, you know, stuff like that. Honestly, I think besides Snow White and Aurora, every single one of these would be an amazing role model. I don't know about Tiana or Merida or Merida. You know, Merida might be another one, too. because She's just so spunky. Yeah. And, well, it's, it's and, and very human. It's interesting. In all these, we really have talked about the Disney princess, except for Aladdin. We haven't really spent a lot of time actually talking about Jasmine. That was kind of interesting for me, too, is that <clears throat> Jasmine is a, technically a princess, but the movie was about Aladdin for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's you know? even named after him. But uh, Jasmine, you know, she saw the riffraff street rat and uh, she's like, and she turned down all the princes, like every single suitor that came. She's like, no, because I want somebody who doesn't see me as the money or you're I'm a stepping stone to you becoming the sultan. I want somebody who will see me and it plays such a small like part in that whole movie yeah it, i mean it's 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 her truth but it doesn't yeah. and I, and if you don't 
like me, then my tiger Raj is going to bite your butt. What about you? Like if you had a, a young girl that you were like a niece or a daughter or something, mm-hmm. who would you want her to look up to? Uh, on this list, probably Belle or Mulan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Belle right. or Mulan. Or Merida. I think Merida's and you haven't seen like, Brave, I, I, but yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it, but uh, from everything yeah. that I've heard from you guys, I'd imagine that Merida would be an amazing role model. She's for, fun. A, for even a younger, like... Well, and Merida's young, right? Yeah. Bell, Belle's more of like a... I see her kind of as a... In her 20s, probably not. She, that's probably even still yeah. too old, you know? Uh, but Merida is actually quite young, so she's more of an adolescent. Mm-hmm. And Mulan, I see more of a, a, a woman. So well, you've got these kind of different... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Brave, Brave is about female adolescence. That's mm-hmm. what the whole movie is about. It, well, it's specifically how your relationships change. Uh, with your mother mm-hmm. as a as a female adolescent. What about Tiana? Since you've seen the movie, like it's a great role model. Okay. Um, you know, I honestly the movie itself is not extremely memorable to me. I love the setting, I love the Bayou, uh, that kind of stuff. But um, but I don't know that I could talk specifically about Tiana in that okay. way. So we have an official list then. I think so. It I don't took think, an hour, but I, we got I, it. I love what you say about Aladdin. I love it, but I mean, Beauty and the Beast, and is, I'm totally okay with that. I am okay with it. It's also the only based op- on the original. <laughs> yeah, but never, if we're talking about this new one, no. No. <laughs> so Aaron, yes, sir. Could you please give us the official Sift Pop Disney Princess list from worst to first? At number eleven, The Princess in the Frog. At number ten, Sleeping Beauty. At number nine, Snow White. At number eight, Pocahontas. At number seven, Cinderella. Number six, Brave. Number five, Mulan. Number four, Tangled. Number three, The Little Mermaid. Number two, Aladdin. And number one, Beauty and the Beast. I'm okay with that list. I think well, I think we're all going to live with it. I'm surprised we did it. We actually came up with a list. Huzzah! Not, I love that the top three are like are just nostalgia. They're just yeah. like Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast. In fact, they came out in that order, didn't they? Yeah. Little Mermaid, then Aladdin, then Beauty and the Beast. Is there a Disney movie that kind of has a princess in it that's not, you know, in the official list that you would put on this list above another one? Maybe Frozen. The Lion King. Yeah, I would like Nala. I would have put Nala in Lion King at number one because it is my favorite Disney movie of all time. I do time. love The Lion King. Oh, I, just can't I would put Frozen pretty King. high too. I know there's a lot of backlash against it because uh, the songs were. I don't like it at all. I don't like it at all. I like that it was about sister love. So are they never going to make Nala a Disney princess because no. she's not a human? Anim- you she's have not, to be human. You have to okay. be human, apparently. Yep. Yeah, there's there's Although amazing rules. Although mermaid into human. Ah! You yeah. know? But it, she was human. She's still part fish. <laughs> you check her DNA. I'm pretty sure she I, still have some honestly, fish. Honestly, I try not to think about it too much. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a little weird. All right? We have taken up a lot of your time, but let's do some, uh, let's do some buried treasure before we go. What do you got, Danae? The Great British Bake Show is my buried treasure. <laughs> nice. I love uh, watching reality TV cooking shows, and I came across The Great British Baking Show on Netflix and have fallen in love with it. There are only three seasons on Netflix. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> what makes it better than like Top Chef or Master Chef or those kind of things? I think it's the production because really? it's a it's a it's BBC, you know, so it's totally different approach to reality TV. Um. It's a to me. It's fascinating. It's not just about like watching people bake, but how the camera will zoom in on someone's face when there's something going wrong, and just sit there. And there's no like dramatic oh, yeah. tension. There's well, no the British are they they very much are about just the realism of the moment. They just let it happen. Yeah, it's so real, and I think that's what draws me into it. Is like, and I don't bake, 
but sometimes the bakes go really, really wrong. And so you've got this person that's discovering when they're pulling their pie or Mm -hmm. whatever out of the oven, their cake out of the oven, and they're like going to assemble something and they're just like, oh no, you know, and you're watching it happen. You can't do anything about it. And they're okay with just sitting in that moment and letting it happen. I love the judges. Um, I love that different culture too, like hearing how they just talk different. Like when they throw something away, it goes in the bin. Yeah. You know, just things like that that are kind of fun. But anyway, I really loved it. And I have to tell you, so I watched the third season and I cried at the finale. Oh, no. I like I sobbed. It was so emotional. <laughs> Were you invested and, in the competitors? I didn't realize how invested I was. But when the person that that wins won, the reaction, I was so moved by the reaction. And I think you're getting teary right now. It was powerful. And it's because it's just real. It was like a real person going through a real situation. Yeah. And it wasn't all pomp and circumstance and all these different sounders. Yep, and exactly. You know, cutting over to the clock and zooming back over. Yeah. It was It was just, we'll it was right a moment. We'll be right back after this commercial with yeah. the winner. <sighs> exactly. Yeah. So anyway, I highly recommend it. Not just because, you know. Oh, I don't know. I think if you like cooking shows, I think you'll really like it. My mom is super hooked on it right now. So it will bring moisture from your salivation glands and your tear ducts. I also love thinking about eating all that stuff. Mm. (laughs) I do love bake. I mean, I've been trying not to point either of these things towards your immense pregnancy right now, but (laughs) you know, the fact that you're craving food and crying. Something else that I find that's super interesting about it. Just before we move on, is that they do take time. They're talking about baking things I've never heard of before most of the time and it's just like, like blood there's, pie there's like a history to Baklava. the bake you know like it comes mm-hmm. from an era and so they're making things and and the bakers themselves are being given sometimes recipes that they've never even tried before they have no idea how it's going to turn out which is really fascinating to think about but they do talk about like the history of where this food comes from and i do like that oh, that's cool. that would actually be really cool yeah very cool i'll Eric. go next uh my buried treasure in honor of our host emeritus being with us is an app <gasps> Whoa. I almost um, did an app. Yeah, well, but I was like, no, I should, I should sift pop it up. Talk I'll about take, TV. I'll take up the slack. Uh, I've been playing a, a app game called Word Brain. I'm sure a lot of people are playing it. Uh, it's a basic. Do you know the the board game Boggle? You remember Boggle, mm-hmm. where you know you have the letter dice and then you, you have shake to spell up the letter words. Dice. They have to connect. Yeah, yep. <clears throat> it's basically that, except for the words are specific words that you have to find, and it tells you how many letters are in them, and then you just try to find those those words. So like a like a seek and find? Yeah. Yeah, yeah kind of like that. Word search? Yeah, except, for, you know, like the boggle idea where you, okay. you kind of go diagonal up and down, that kind of stuff. Here's what I love about it. Um, I love, as with all my app games, quick, simple, can pop it open for five minutes, play a little bit, go back to it later. You know, I don't have to be super involved. Right. Also- You're not growing farm this, material and right, stuff. Yes, exactly. And this part appealed to the pride aspect of, of me. I don't know if that's good or bad, but every level starts with them telling you how many people are stuck on this level. So, like, the first level literally says, like, you know, 20 million, 170, you know, thousand people are on this level. And as you beat each level, that number obviously goes down because people. Oh, that's people, cool. I love that. So now I'm in, like, uh, in every, there's 20 puzzles in each uh, world, and each world is named for, I guess, what is supposed to be an increasingly intelligent thing or animal or whatever. So I'm on the, the pig level or whatever, and it's, like, level 15. But, you know, there's I'm down to 420,000-ish. People are where I'm at, wow. so like I'm just like I'm so excited to see how You're in the top like, million how you know far I can you know get that. So I love that part about it. It's really fun. It's got a basic hint 
system where if is, you watch a video, you can get a hint. That is this kind of the thing. one where you, you showed me yesterday? I was playing it yesterday, so I might have. Um. So when you select your letters, they disappear? Yes. So once you've you found... So that is another important part of the game that you learn is some words won't be available right at the beginning. You have to make another word disappear before those letters fall down and, and make tetris. the other kind of like word. A tetris. Yeah, 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 in that okay. way. So, so it kind of complicates it a bit. Yeah, a little bit. So you kind of have to think sequentially Ooh. as well. Okay. So yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And it starts off with a, like a two-by-two two grid, you know, just like four blocks out there. And then it goes like three-by-three, three, and I'm on like a five-by-five five grid now. So I wonder what it's going to be when you get up to elephant level <laughs> i don't know i think i already beat elephant maybe not but aren't elephants smarter than pigs <laughs> i don't know do you want me to read you the list no tell you how smart animals are no i'm good <laughs> i think this is a really important Can't use wait you get to dolphin i can I, this is a really yeah. good use of our time I right think now that, i would think the elephant would be smarter than pig yeah elephants never forget they're very intelligent um here's here's the order of smartness for animals you ready is this yeah. this is the whole list yeah ant spider Snail, crab, frog, what is it with you guys turtle, lists? penguin, snake, rat, it. sheep, shark, cat, elephant, whale, octopus, pig, lion, squirrel, owl. Wait, monkey. squirrel? <laughs> Apparently, squirrels are really smart. Not, not the monkey ones that I've then seen. Dolphin? Then monkey, then student. Now we get into humans. Student, then clown, then waiter. Then policeman, then chef, then teacher, then doctor, then astronaut, then scientist, then alien, <laughs> then dinosaur. Where's dolphin? Dinosaurs then, were dumb. <laughs> <then> the stegosaurus <laughs> had the brain the size of a walnut. And then dragon, monster, robot, and the last level is unicorn. So there you go. All right. I don't feel like that was really thought through. No, yeah. I don't think so I feel so like maybe either. they need to do a sift they sort. Put, you're right. Dolphin isn't even in here sift anywhere. Sift sort needs to be done on that list. <laughs> yeah, that's, really. That's what needs to happen. <laughs> on next week's four-hour oh, episode of Sift Pop, <laughs> wow. we will re-rank. It's just all sift sort. That's <laughs> the whole episode. Dinosaurs are so smart. Where'd they go, man? <laughs> all right, Andrew. What do you got? Uh, I'm revisiting a buried treasure. Okay. So uh, the show just finished its very first season, had the very last episode. I watched every single one, and I cried every single episode. The show is called This Is Us. Aww. That's my husband's favorite TV I show the, right now. I haven't watched the finale of this season, but I've but watched the But you've been rest. watching. I have. You said that you were going to pick it up. What do you think? I'm curious. I have this weird experience with This Is Us, and I don't know if it's a psych- psychological thing because of how much people are saying they cry every episode and they tear up. Or I have not cried once during the show, really? and I'm a, and I'm a crier. Yeah, but I just I I can't figure out why because I I understand what's going on and it is emotional life stuff, but I just I haven't bought into that level. I guess really? I've wept a few times, but not, but mostly at the be- like the first couple of episodes. Okay, I'm yeah. I'm enjoying it. And like I, I like seen the, the story. Thing. I like the storytelling. I like the way they're mm-hmm. telling their stories. Me too. Yeah. I do feel like they're starting to slow down their pace, and that's going to get annoying to me because. Uh, like, I feel like they're drawing it out instead of have somewhere they know where they're going. Like, I feel like they're in a place right now that Lost was after, like, the yes. first or second season where they're like, oh, oh we got to figure out a going. long-term game plan. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I just feel like some stuff's going on there. Yeah. Um, the Memphis episode in particular was killer. Yeah, that was a powerful that episode. That was a good episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. That, that one hurt a lot. There's, there's, that was um, a good hurt. Yeah, it was a good hurt. Uh, it's, the thing is, the show just feels so real. I mean, it's like... These people live a life that 
everybody can relate to because everybody can relate to loss. Everybody can relate to heartbreak or trying to achieve your dream for some people. Like there's a character for every single thing that you can relate to. I don't know. I, I'm going to disagree with that just a little bit because maybe, and maybe that's part of my issue is I don't relate to their lives at all. Really? I relate to some of the life situations they're that's going what I'm through. About. No, yeah. I, I know, yeah. but, but, but let me make a broader point about, because I, I think maybe I'm putting my finger on something here. I'm trying to think which of those characters is me. And I don't see one. Like, I'm not I'm not know. a famous actor who's trying to, you know, have a stage career. I'm not, you know, um, somebody who <laughs> was... I don't think you're supposed to. I think you're supposed to find a long yourself lost father or, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I, I agree with Andrew. I don't, I'm not finding... And oh, I don't have a character myself, too. But I find myself aspiring to be like some. Like, oh, I want to be like that. And then they bring in the human aspect later on, like, oh, you know, but they're human. They have flaws. I think maybe the so. brother relationship in there I can identify with a that little bit. That was one bit, of my favorite parts but, of the, the season one. Was but even when, that, it's with an adopted brother. So, like, it's not like I really don't know what that's like. I yeah. really I really liked whenever he was having his opening night for his play. By the way, I'm sorry if I'm spoiling stuff. I don't, I don't Do mean you know to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that episode. I can't remember the name of that episode. Whoa. But it was that, it was that episode where it was the opening night of his play. And yeah. what happens in that episode was so powerful. Yeah, I, I agree. That. I agree. And 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 I don't. I don't want it to sound like I dislike the show. I wouldn't be watching it if I didn't. We, yeah. we would do a, an Aaron dumps a show on it if I decided not to like it. But yeah. I I actually still enjoy watching it. So see, I think that for the most part, like for guys, if you're a dad, for instance, I think you're supposed to look at Jack or William mm-hmm. and aspire yep. to be like them. I yes. think the show is not only to like, hey, take. Uh, uh, take like parts of each of these characters to find yourself in them, but you're also supposed to take parts from these characters to aspire to yep. be like them. Yeah, and I think I the strength. Of, I think the strength of the show, like you said, is the the real life stuff, like you know, love and loss. Like you said, you've seen every single sacrifice. Episode. Yes. I have. Do you find yourself wanting to be like Mandy Moore's character or like Kate's character in some aspects? Like when I'm sure. a mom, I want to be like I saw. Like I'm gonna give away a scene. Like there's a scene where. Spoiler Mandy alert, spoiler Moore's, alert. Mandy Moore is pregnant with triplets, and yet she has to walk to a grocery store to try and make a cake for her husband on his birthday. And just the struggle. It's a very minor spoiler from the very first episode. I think we're okay. Uh, no, I think episode. it was like halfway through oh my goodness. the season. But you know what I'm talking about? Like she has to. Oh, you're right, because they revisit. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, because the show goes back and forth in time. Yeah, which I love. Yeah. So, like, she's like, I just got to make a cake for my husband. I got triplets, and I'm walking through town because i don't have a car mm-hmm. and i'm just gonna buy him a twinkie yeah and I'm like man that would be a mom right there i just love i love that they're dedicated to each other they're bold together mm-hmm. and that there's other relationships going on and that there's moments for temptation in life and that they stand up for themselves and they stand up for their you know like i i love that they do that i love how you can see that the children have been affected by the parents because yeah. we are going forwards and backwards in time and you can see the kids that are now adults making decisions with each other yeah, because of something that happened in their youth and also showing how the parents were just people too. And I think that was one of the most powerful things I realized growing up was my parents are just they they were just teenagers one day. Yeah. You know, they were just people they, they have, they're just trying to do their best and when I realized that and I was about 18 years old at the time when I realized that my relationship with them shifted forever. Yeah. And it was kind of like I got I, I I guess I just learned uh, more grace for them and more of an appreciation for them because they're just these hierarchy characters of my life. There's mm-hmm. just like yeah. you know your mom, your dad, your grandma, your grandpa. They weren't people. 
they're just these characters in my story. Well, our parents so, are gods for a while. Like, yeah, like, and, and they literally created us. You know and, what I yeah. mean? It's like, yeah. So that shifted for me. And I think that this show is doing a really good job of showing these different types of people in these different types of places and doing what you're talking about, Andrew, which is you're both admiring them and aspiring to be them. And you're doing a lot of self-reflection about human the exactly. humanity of relationships. And they're doing a really good job of that, yeah. I think. Yeah, I don't want it to sound like I don't like the show. I, I really do. No, sure. no, I, I know exactly what you're saying. It is my favorite new show that I'm watching. So Yeah, I think I would agree with that. And I did make it a buried treasure when the first show first came out. But mm-hmm. since you the did. season the since the season just ended this past week, I wanted to revisit and say because there's a lot of people who are like 24 episodes i don't want to have to wait every single week right. so whenever it's done i'll just binge watch it it's done binge I recommend watch it. it binge watch it yeah cry a bunch Cry a bunch. <laughs> or if you're heartless like me yeah <sighs> don't shed a tear aaron robot dicer usually that's my role I know. it's nice that i get to be the robot that's while funny. today's here that works very well cool we, we did it guys we, we did a podcast we did the longest podcast it happened ever. yeah I um, guest hosted on a podcast once and that was their longest episode too so maybe I have like this I'm beginning to think it might be you Danae sorry guys <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> thanks for joining us today for the podcast Sif Pop is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network and you can find out more about other live and later shows on the network by following the feed at Mixler.com slash Studio DNA that's M-I-X-L-R dot com slash Studio DNA Huge thanks to today's guru. I mean, host emeritus. Yeah. Danae thanks, Hughes. guys. Woo! It was fun to come back, especially on this one. I loved it. Do you have anything you want to plug, let people know about? Uh, follow me on Instagram. My Instagram is jdenee, J-D-E-N-E-E. I post pictures from my life, and there will be baby pictures <laughs> eventually there, too. I, I do have a Twitter, but I am terrible at the Twittering. I don't go there very often, but my Twitter is at Danae Says. You're also part of the Shoe the Dough podcast, which is also on Studio DNA. Yeah, if you haven't listened to our Shoe the Dough podcast, I'd love to have you over on that side, too. Aww. And uh, we'll, be it's take, great. we'll be taking a hiatus for a little bit while you have a baby. But Yes. Uh, but yeah. So Apparently can... a lot's about to change in my life, so I've <laughs> taken some time off to But you can catch up on uh, all that. the old episodes and see what you think <laughs> uh, before we get back to Shoe in the Dough. So... Uh, you can check that out uh, at the Studio DNA Podcast Network or just search for Shoe the Dough in your podcast player, right? Yep. Yeah. You can also go to patreon.com and you can see our um, stuff there. And if you are a supporter, you'll actually see every single post from those as well. Much love and gratitude to our Patreon supporters for giving monthly to make this show and others on the network possible. Support starts three bucks a month. Comes with some pretty fun perks. You can find out more info at patreon.com slash studio DNA. There's a lot of ways to connect with the podcast. You can listen through SoundCloud. You can tweet at us. You can leave comments on iTunes, or you can email us at feedback at sifpop.com. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like it too, so let them know about it, and that listening is easier than fighting off a pack of wolves on your way to an enchanted castle. Spoiler chat for this week's movie should be next up in your podcast feed soon, and we'll see you back next week for some talk on Power Rangers and much more. Go, go, Power Rangers! Hopefully he doesn't stab anybody with a samurai sword in real life. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.